Well, greetings, Mishpaha. Once again, this is Malkia Uriel, and hey, I'm so glad to be with you. And I am in transit, so you may hear some background noise, but, 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 I wanted to make sure that I uh, mentioned a few things to you. One, as, as always, I really need you to connect with us. Go to the website, Remnant Nation Live. Uh, join, hop online, uh, go to the YouTube, subscribe, uh, you know, uh, thumbs up all of that good stuff I really need it I really need to connect and I really need your support uh, with that being stated I like I said I am in transit so you may hear some noise but that's okay hey I want to <clears throat> I want to mention some things to you by way of this podcast and it's also connected to a short and choppy YouTube video that I did regarding Ruben and regarding integrity. Now, this podcast may be just a little bit longer, but hey, for the most part, I wanna keep it short. And so what do I wanna mention? First of all, I wanna draw a contrast between uh, that which is Israel and that which is Christianity. Uh, I wanna draw a parallel between the two because it is often thought that Christianity is nothing more than a rendition of Judaism, except you have better promises and, you know, it's not uh, a works salvation per se, where you have to work, you know, it's not about the works, it's not about what you do. And so in this, Christianity has a sloppy grace built into it, where it's just, you know, it's grace, it's it's love, and it's, oh, he loves you, and, and God is that's propagated by the Apostle Paul and by individuals who would say, hey, you know what, you know what, God loves you. Um, this is not the same as the Old Testament God. You're, you're dealing with God in a, in a, you know, a better God. You know, you're dealing with someone that's better. You've got better promises. You are forgiven. You are loved. And there's so much love. And God is love. And he loves you. And you don't have to worry about it. And so, listen, you understand what Christianity is, right? It's, it's hyper grace, and it's a grace that is not founded on Scripture. If you want to talk about Scripture, you have to look at my YouTube video, What is Scripture? I deal with what is Scripture, and I deal with what the New Testament calls Scripture, and so we go forward. But here's my point. Here's my point. Christianity is sloppy. And in Christianity, it's a place where an individual can lose their integrity, not walk in integrity, and just really kick back and think to themselves, you know what, I am forgiven because I'm loved. And it's no longer about actions. What is, what is purported in Christianity is that we're all just sinners, saved by grace, and so we wear the label of sinner rather than saint. And if you're called a saint, it's only because someone is being kind and gracious and polite in the moment, but predominantly, you're nothing but a sinner, and you're saved by grace. So, what is expected of sinners? You expect sinners to sin, and so that's exactly what you get. You get a bunch of people that are living in sin, but they go to church and say, oh, I'm so glad that you love me, and oh, because you love me, I am forgiven, blah, 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 blah. And so, there's this whole syrupy emotion that is attached to God and attached to being his child that is purely upon grace and belief 
and it has to be quote unquote by faith. Well, here's the contrast. You know, is you know, in Israel we obey the law, and there is a focus. I'm not saying that we're perfect; no one's perfect. And I know, newsflash, not even me, right? Well, I mean, that's not a newsflash; that's a given. My point is this: I'm I'm being lighthearted about it and and making fun of it, so to speak. But here's the bottom line: there is a push towards righteousness and integrity in Israel. I'm talking about the modern day Israel. I'm talking about those who follow the laws I'm talking about those who trust in the stock of spirituality that Christianity and Islam came out of. I'm talking about those who love our Elohim truly by obeying his commandments and not just feeling some sort of ooey-gooey emotional, ooh, I feel this, oh, isn't it great that he loves me? I mean, it's, it's hogwash, it's malarkey, right? Because we mentally ascend to some sort of ooey-gooey feeling of love and we're just now magically delicious and all of our sins are going to be forgiven. Why? Because he just loves us. And so what we do becomes less and less of an issue. It becomes less and less significant and it's completely written out of the equation. Why? Because Jesus paid it all on the cross. And all, that cross, boy, I tell you, <laughs> uh, he paid it all on the cross. And everything is just done away with because of the cross. And because of the cross, we are forgiven. And because of the cross, well, 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 okay. My point is this, and I'm going to get into the whole Reuben thing, but the point is this, it is a sloppy grace. In fact, let's do a little test right here, okay? If you're a Christian, raise your hand. No, look, I can't see you, right? So don't raise your hand. But if you are a Christian, if you are a Christian, okay, now, look, listen, I'm going to ask you something, and I want you to give, listen, you don't have to say it out loud, but give yourself a realistic answer. Give yourself a realistic answer. I want you to be honest with yourself. Okay? And here's the question. Drum roll, drum roll. When was the last time you felt truly convicted? And you wept and got on your knees, or you pounded your heart, and you swore to the one that you call God that you would never, ever, ever do that again. When's the last time you felt that level of conviction? I'm not talking about, oh, I told a little, I, I told a little thing the other day. I said I was going to laugh and I was really going right. No, I'm not talking about some little fib. I'm talking about when was the last time the lightning bolt of conviction hit your heart and you got on your knees and you said, God, I swear to you, I swear I will never in this life and in the life to come, I will never do that again. I'm a changed person. I'm a different person. And I'm not going to do that. When was the last time you did that? When was the last time you felt that conviction? Now, I know some of you may say, look, that was just a few minutes ago because I, you know, um, okay. <laughs> other than those of you that can say a few moments ago, I want you to think, you know, many of you will think to yourself, hey, it has been a long time since I felt that conviction, right? And I know some of you will wash it away with the scripture and say, well, like the Apostle Paul said, I no longer have 
sand in my consciousness. Um, okay, alright. Well, you're drunk off of the words of the Apostle Paul. Pay attention to the words of, of Yeshua, who you call Jesus the Christ in the so-called New Testament. Notice what he said. He said, look, go and sin no more, or let the worst thing happen to you. You better watch what you're doing. You better watch your level of integrity. Yes, be yes, and your no be no. Think about what he said as opposed to what the Apostle Paul said. I don't have sin in my consciousness. I'm not thinking of, listen, I don't care what you're thinking about. You need to walk the walk and talk the talk. Okay? All right, all right. Climbing down off of the soapbox. What I want to talk with you about, well, it's really akin to the same subject, and it's about Reuben, and it's about integrity. I want you to understand that when it comes to Reuben, there is no one that had a better chance to receive all of the blessings that Yah or Elohim had in store for him. In Genesis 49 and 4, it is written, out of the mouth of Jacob, it is written, Reuben, you're my firstborn. And Jacob says, you know what? Man, you were... You were the, the, if you allow me to put it in my own words, you were the very emblem and seal of my might and my power. You, you were the signature of my might and my power, my dignity. You know, I mean, my dignity, my power, my might, I mean, you were, you were all of that, okay? But he said, you know what, got an issue with you because, because you sinned. And you basically slept with, you know, you slept with one of my concubines, one of my wives, because back then they had multiple marriages. Uh, you were allowed to biblically do polygamy and not uh, be a polygamist. But you were allowed to have more than one wife. And so Reuben, who was the son, went and he slept with one of his dad's younger wives, someone that was closer to his age. And uh, Jacob said, you know, because you did that, man, you ruined it. You ruined it. So in this, I'm going to state a couple things. One, there's some things you only get one chance at. There are many things that you can do, you can slide, you can be forgiven. But there's some things that you only get one chance at. Reuben forfeited all of his greatness. He forfeited his potential. Because as it is written in Genesis 49 and 5, it says, Reuben, you are unstable as water. You are unstable as water. And, and that means that you are moved by your emotions. You're, you're moved by what you feel and by what you think. You don't, you don't think correctly. You don't think from that place of dignity and honor and strength and righteousness and holiness. You don't think from there, but you think from the seat of your emotions. And you think based upon what you want, what you desire, based upon your own opinion. That's what you're stuck on. And so he says, long story short, he said, look, you, you basically ruined it. And so by the time you get to First Chronicles, by the time you get to First Chronicles, the fifth chapter, I did mention to you that there's going to be some noise, I'm driving. By the time you get to First Chronicles, the fifth chapter, first verse, it's time now for Reuben to be mentioned again, 
and you find in First Chronicles 5 and 1 that Reuben, since Reuben messed up, he forfeited his birthright. Now, the firstborn son had a right to receive double portion. In other words, there should have been a double blessing given unto Reuben. But because he messed up, because he had a lack of integrity, because he was ruled by his emotions, he forfeited what our Elohim had for him. Okay? Well, let's take it a step further. Because when you look at Deuteronomy 33 and 6, Moshe, now keep in mind, this is hundreds of years, hundreds of years later. Now, <clears throat> I know it's been said, like you've heard it, I've heard it. Well, time heals all wounds. <laughs> that was last month, that was last year, that was a decade ago, right? Well, it's not that way in Tanakh. He demands integrity, he demands righteousness, and he keeps a record. And so in this record, Moshe, hundreds of years later, it's time for the children of Israel to be delivered. What happens? Moshe is about to bless the children of Israel, and notice what he says. He says, look, um, Reuben, I need to tell you, Reuben, I need to tell you, here's your blessing. Let him live. Okay, no, this is Reuben's blessing. Uh, let him live and not die. And may his men not be a few. What? That's it? That's like reading someone's will who's got billions of dollars and all you get is a $20 bill. It's like, man, that's all I get? I get to live? Yes. Because Reuben's blessing was diminished because what he did in his lack of character, it affected the entirety of his clan, his tribe, and his future. So for Israel, this is a lesson of integrity. This is a lesson of integrity that says you must be an individual of integrity. You must walk strong, walk tall, and you must follow through with what you say that you're going to do and be who you have vowed to be before Yah or Elohim. Unlike Christians who want to just, oh, it's okay, I'm automatically forgiven. Um, at best, some Christians will mutter under their breath, Lord, forgive me, or even say, ah, I shouldn't have did that. But they feel that they're automatically forgiven. And so there is no fear of God. There is no fear of punishment. There is no fear. Why? Because Jesus is their fire insurance. So my admonition is this. Follow the Torah. If you're worshiping a man as God, repent for that sin of idolatry. Repent for putting someone before Yah or Elohim and follow the Torah and live in righteousness before our Elohim. I'm Melchior Uriel and thank you very much and we will catch you guys on the other side. Peace.